Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Our American Stories, and we tell all kinds of stories here on this show, as you know. Jerry Bergman has taught science for 45 years at University in subjects like biology, genetics, chemistry, biochemistry, anthropology, geology, and microbiology. He has nine degrees in the field of science, including seven graduate and postgraduate degrees. Dr. Bergman's here to tell us the story of a teenage boy who became interested in snow. On January 15, 1885, at 20 years of age, he became the first person in the world to photograph a snowflake. Here's Dr. Bergman with the story. Well, his background is he's from Vermont and uh, a lot of snow there, and he became interested in science. And his parents were very supportive. They, even though they really couldn't afford it, they bought him things like a microscope and a, a camera so he could take pictures. And among his many interests was the weather. He, did, he actually charted the weather and tried to correlate the weather with other events but he became especially interested in snowflakes. And he could, with a small magnifying glass, he could see they looked different. And so he tried to figure out what, why are they different? What's going on here? And of course, the problem is a microscope requires light and light produces heat. And the heat melted the, the snowflakes. So he had to come up with a way of getting it cold enough to get the snowflakes and examine them, work quickly so he could get pictures without uh, the snowflakes melting. And he was finally able to do that. In fact, he was the first person ever 
to get a photograph of a snowflake. And so that was quite a invention for a young boy. He was homeschooled, by the way. He didn't go to public schools. And his parents, his mother was a teacher, so she was very supportive of his work. So he was somewhat independent, I guess, his whole life. His full name was Wilson, or Willie, they called him, his childhood name, Bentley. And uh, his uh, name often is called Snowflake Bentley because he did so much work in this area. And he wanted to explore the world of science firsthand. And he saw God not only in the scriptures, but he saw God in the natural world. And as a result of his studying the natural world, he just realized he could learn a great deal about God through studying God's creation. And once he noticed they were different, he wanted to photograph them because he felt that the glory of God can be revealed through snowflakes. And of course, people thought that was silly because, come on, the glory of God can be revealed through snowflakes? This is silly. But he saw snowflakes as miracles of beauty. And it seemed to him the beauty of this should not be hidden. It should be seen and appreciated by others. So how can you do that? You can do that basically by getting pictures. And he, when he photographed them, he realized that the key is the conditions can't be too cold because then the snowflakes are brittle. It can't be too warm because then the snowflakes melt. And so therefore, he, he really was a good experimentalist. I mean, he must have spent hours and hours and hours of failures. And he realized that, well, this has to be done. And he had things all set up to get pictures and something would happen. He didn't get a picture. He wasn't fast enough. And so he had to work out his system so that he was able to accurately get snowflakes. And once he did so, he was able to photograph a few, 10, 15, 20. And then after a while, he ended up with about 5,000 snowflake images for the 46 years that he worked on this. And so he had a lot of, of pictures. One interesting thing is, is that even though he wasn't a scientist, never went to school, he was home educated, he ended up publishing in some of the leading science magazines in the world. He wrote the article on snow for the Encyclopedia Britannica, and that was quite a privilege in his day, and well, today as well. And then he eventually published a coffee-sized table book of 6,000 photographs titled Snow Crystals. And the book was published by the leading publishers, McGraw-Hill. And so this was quite a, a coup for a young man who was you know, home-schooled. He also published articles on snowflakes in Popular Mechanics magazine, in the world's leading scientific magazine called Nature, and of course in the more common, widely circulated magazines like the National Geographic in 1923. Unfortunately, I have most of these magazines, so I was able to look them up in the National Geographic. And from our standards today, they were good and beautiful, but not to the quality that we can get today. Today, the techniques are such where we end up with incredibly gorgeous pictures of snowflakes. And I have four or five books which illustrate this, and you can see the beauty is there quite vividly. And you can appreciate more than in his day, but on the other hand, in his day, you know, seeing a picture of a snowflake just astounded people. And that's why he became, his work became so popular. Another contribution he made, which turned out to be very important, was every snowflake as far as he could tell, was different. And he wondered why, why are they different? And so he studied the process of the manufacture, the 
production of snowflakes and realize they fall in certain conditions, they move upward because of weather conditions, so they move up and down in the clouds, and after a while they end up being exposed in different amounts of heat and cold in different conditions, and that produces the variety that we see in snowflakes. But you discover they all have either six sides or three sides, and now we understand part of the reason for the difference is because water molecules are not all the same. We have a water molecule called deuterium, which is called heavy water, which is a little bit different than most common water molecules. And now this is a rare molecule. It's not found very commonly, but each snowflake is made out of several hundred trillion water molecules. And so even if we only have a few of these molecules that are deuterium, we therefore end up with differences because of these few molecules. Because when you're talking about a thousand million billion water molecules, even if you have a you know, million billion, then these Ruge molecules such as deuterium produce differences. And so he really did a lot of work in chemistry and physics and science and understanding specifically why there are so many snowflake differences. And so therefore, uh, it helps us appreciate the variety in nature. And one thing you learn about nature when you study nature is there is an enormous amount of variety everywhere. In animals, in, in beetles, one scientist said, God has an inordinate fondness of beetles because he made so many kinds. And I guess there are six, seven thousand different kinds of beetles. And so therefore, one thing we know when we look at the natural world is enormous variety everywhere even in snowflakes. And his inspiration again was to understand God's creation. You learn about God by studying his creation, which is true because you learn about an artist by studying his artwork. You learn about a musician by studying his music compositions. You learn about God by studying his creation. And of course, his creation would be the natural world. And so I've, of course, my background is science. So I agree that that's true. And many scientists that I know, they're motivation is to understand and learn about God. And certainly we can see that was true in Snowflake Bentley. That's why I became fascinated with him because he's different. He's not the usual person who goes to college and gets his PhD in physics and goes on and studies nature. He's totally homegrown and therefore he was original and wasn't constrained by the belief back then that you'll never photograph snowflakes because it just can't be done because the heat of the microscope, you got to get light in there to see it. And that light is heat and therefore that's going to melt the snowflakes. You can't do it. And uh, he had a hard time at first. He failed, I think, for two or three years and he wasn't able to get one single photograph, but eventually he got thousands. As uh, Edison once said, the key to invention is not creativity, but simply perseverance. Keep trying, keep working. Uh, the local elementary school, I was asked to come in and do a, a presentation on Snowflake Bentley because they studied him in this school. And so he still, his ideas and his example still inspires young people today. And uh, there are a lot of children's books about him and so therefore it's uh, a good example, a good example for all of us. Great work, as always, by Greg Hengler for digging up this story and for producing the piece. And a special thanks also to Jerry Bergman for sharing the story of Wilson Willie Bentley, a beauty here 
on Our American Stories. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.